Film Spotting Amigos. Welcome to Film Spotting in a Pandemic. No, I'm not learning Spanish. I'm just running out of intros in my native tongue. We're back already with another exhilarating episode for your sorry ears. I hope the good weather isn't discouraging film watching for you. The outdoors certainly does not appeal to me unless I'm lying unconscious in a beer garden, preferably the national. Most of you know I am deathly allergic to the sun. One like equals one prayer during the summer months. So spring is actually my prime time before I dehydrate into a sea urchin and I'm unable to move without the safety of a sun hat accompanied by five gallons of sun cream. So it will be sod's law that we are released when I will be seeking the safety of the shade. Some would say, the world does not revolve around you, Claire. But I would beg to disagree. For those that aren't following my online blog, because like me, you don't like reading. I don't even know why I try and promote it because I barely read the blog posts and it's my own work. Anyway, you'll maybe have seen that I watched Netflix's uh, Love Wedding Repeat. And to summarise my blog post, don't waste your precious time. Trying to watch that, it was crap. I thought of a few things that you could do that would be more enjoyable than watching it. One, you could rank your friends from best to worst. Two, you could count every grain of sand at the lock shore if you live within walking distance. Or you could do a jigsaw of a black hole. All those things would be more enjoyable. It was one of them high expectations, but it let me down. Onwards and upwards, troops. For episode three, a guest highly recommended by Andrew Palmer. He's working in the hospitals and I was clapping for him last night. It's Mr. Christian O'Connor. When not in lockdown, you will find Christian, well, still putting the grind in at the Royal Hospital. He's a well-known nice guy and also a former deviant, but sorry ladies, he's not Take care. Christian, welcome to Film Spotting in a Pandemic. This is Shank O'Mara's uh, podcast of the moment. Not really, but it's great to have you. How are you? Hi, Claire. Uh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Thank you very much for having me on. It's an um, absolute pleasure. You were highly recommended. Oh, thank you. I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed at that. But um, it's hard to follow in the footsteps of the two previous guests. They were very, very big good. Shoes to fill. Um, very, very big shoes to fill. Um, and uh, is this your first podcast that you've been on? Yeah, definitely. First podcast. I'm hoping it's not the last. So, um, I put, put in a good performance here and we'll regroup and get on to the next podcast. I'm hoping this like sort of kickstarts my career as, as a, like a, a voice actor or something, you know, if anyone's listening at the minute and has any jobs going, let me know, you know, I'm, I'm keen, ready to get on. I'm good at, I'm good at bad accents and, you know, impersonations and stuff. So. Good. Well, you know, people are saying that this is kind of a gateway podcast and Andrew Palmer said that, you know, he's been inundated with requests since the first episode. Kiva's episode only went out yesterday, but it'll, she'll follow the same, same route. Sure. I'm sure. Here, where did you get your um, intro tune, by the way? Um, well, I would say not by legal <laughs> methods. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Oh, no. Right. Okay. Good that you say that because, um, you know, living on my own at the minute with the boys away in the house. Um, I'm just thankful to have um, an Amazon Fire Stick that has been chipped, which isn't isn't really the legal method to, to do things. Excellent. Sorry, government. Sorry, family, <laughs> if you're listening. Please forgive us. Um, but it's a good way to watch movies in this pandemic. Yeah. 
Excellent. So you've been doing a lot of movie watching in the absence of friends? Loads of movie watching, yeah. Lonely movie watching, of course. So now the niceties are out of the way, you can confirm that you've watched many movies? Yes, I have watched movies. Um, but mm. I don't, like listening to the previous episodes, have you watched movies? This is the USP that I think I'm going with. I have watched <laughs> movies. I just don't watch movies that everyone else watches. Wow. I like to be a bit avant-garde. You just wouldn't have heard the films that I've seen. Yeah, and I just like, I boycott the hype. That's that's my kind of USP also. Don't like films that everyone's seen. Don't like iconic films. You know, if someone's like, that's a great film, I yeah. probably won't watch it. So I'm yeah. here to learn. Okay. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. yeah it's a good so way shall we get it. into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so you you know you know the crack now. So let's get started. Christian, we're in a pandemic. Everyone knows that. People want to escape. What would you recommend for them to escape to? A comfort film, something that makes them happy. Um. Right. Comfort films. Um. So there's there's a few ones I want to shout out before I get to my main one. Um. One movie Films that out. I watched with uh, my mum recently, which was actually class and a proper feel-good movie, was The Green Book. Have you seen it? Yes, Christian. Yes. yes. I, it's one of my favourite films. It's one of my favourite films. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, like, and it's an Academy Award-winning film. Yeah, you know, critically acclaimed, you know. Mm. Um, I know you're not really the... Which is why I'm surprised that you've seen it because I don't know if you like critically acclaimed movies. No one ever mentions it, but I did set myself the task last year to watch like five films that were nominated for awards and it, it got into it and I watched it and I was like, this is great. And I was like, this needs to win a BAFTA and it didn't win a BAFTA, it won an Oscar. Yeah. I think it's quite like underrated. I think maybe because it doesn't have an exciting storyline or anything. It's only about two characters that people don't really want to watch it or... They're not really um, well-known household names. Like, I've never heard of them before, but it's nice. It's a true story. I love a true story. And it's really, I think it's really interesting of that time, you know, when um, maybe we should give the, the listener, because, you know, people haven't seen this film and we now need to recommend it. Do you want to give yes. us a plot summary if you watched it recently? Um, yeah, so, like, this main character... Um, Viggo Mortensen is like the actor who plays the main character. I forget his name. Yeah. Like an Italian. And Viggo Mortensen was, um, he hasn't appeared in many movies, but he's been. I like, don't know him before that. Like he was Aragon in Lord of the Rings. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. And there's another movie he's in. I um, uh, can't remember, but it's really good. Mm. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's about him being a bouncer in like this um, like club. He's like Italian American, um, white family, and you know they're quite racist. And you know, he just well, it's like gentle racism. It's like I don't think they're like proper. Like I'm not saying yeah. racism's not good, but it's like of that time they were they thought that they were more accepting of black people, yeah. that, but they actually weren't. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, just like quite uneducated, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he loses his job. The club shuts down. Um, yeah, he's for like looking a, for new work. Yeah, for like a few months. And he's looking for work for like a few months, put food on the table for his family. And this job comes along, like he basically does like just every job going. 
if a, if a job needs done, he does it. This guy is looking, it's like really, it's like Prince guy is looking for a driver. He's a doctor. Doctor, but he is also a classical pianist. Yeah. But yeah, he's he doesn't touring. understand why he's called a doctor. Yes. And he, he's touring the deep south of America, but um, he's black. And in like that time as well, the 60s, um, like they hated black people. Yeah. And, um, but he, he wasn't doing it for any financial gain. He was just doing it for the sake of doing it, I guess, mm-hmm. just to prove a point. Um, it's got quite, it's got quite a nice like message behind it. But anyway, he, um, like goes to visit this guy and he's a bit taken aback, like that he's black. And then he drives around. They're both very different people. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they, they don't really meet eye to eye at the start, but then it's such an amazing, like they go through all these different wee mini stories within the main story, going around different um, like hotels while he's doing these massive concerts but the reason why it's called The Green Book is because it's a book of hotels that he can stay at. Yeah, yeah, that except blacks. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, I, I also find it very hard to articulate why. I liked like a very unlikely friendship story and they both kind of learn a lot because it's that idea of the doctor whose name I also forget now. Um, he, he's like too white for the black crowd but too black yes. for the white crowd and that's yeah. it yeah. like feeling um without in both groups is just yeah crazy and also yeah the italian american guy he's just hilarious like there's some really yeah. good like some one-liners on that one-liners, yeah he's so good but yeah that's that's an amazing story and they turned out you know spoiler alert city here but um they like end up being mates until like they die yeah, that's why I love a true story when they do the pictures at the end. And you're like, that's yeah. where they end up. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. I really, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by that one. I wasn't expecting someone to say Green Book because I love Green Book. That was good. It's, it's such a, like, such a great movie and I would recommend it to everyone listening. Go watch the Green Book because it's yeah, really good. We, we've agreed on this. This is a great start. I wonder if it's going to keep going this way. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, you might not like a few of my shouts coming up because they're, um, I'll get a lot of hate for some of them, I'm sure. So we're um, sti- so Green Book is, are we sticking with it for comfort film? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm torn between the Green Book and School of Rock. It's like my favourite, my favourite movies ever. That's a really good choice as well. Um, because School of Rock, I remember um, growing up, like I used to watch School of Rock before I went to bed every night. Like religiously. <laughs> And I used to have like this party trick where I knew every single word without watching the movie. That's a very good party trick. I'm sure you get invited to a lot of parties with that one. Yeah, like um, I whipped it out at all my parties in primary school that I was at, that I was not invited. (laughs) Well done. Do you have a standout character from School of Rock? Um, Oh, I really love the keyboard player. I was going to say him, Lawrence. He was my favorite. Yeah. Him or Lawrence. the camp guy, the camp kid that's like um, Fancy Pants. Can't remember his name. Pants. Uh, oh, so good. But then yeah. if you think about the story now, if you heard random man who's not a teacher goes into school and manipulates all these kids to be in his ballad, the band's weird. 
Yeah, a bit dodgy, a bit dodgy, but we'll brush past that because it's great movie. Yeah, yeah, because it's a film inspection, it's fine. I might let you pick two because those two are both stellar options. Great, yeah, I can't really decide between those two, so. Yeah, those are good choices. Well, so those are good choices, but sometimes we go to the cinema and we think the film's going to be good and then it's not good. Just how we felt about 2020. I'm sure you had lots of plans. They're all cancelled. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's awful, but listen, we just got to keep going. Keep on trucking. Yeah, every day. What film would personify how we feel about 2020 for you? Um, high expectations, but didn't deliver. Well, some of them I didn't really have high expectations for anyway. Like, I fear, Whoa. like, I fear bad movies. Like, I, yeah. I have to, like, read up a lot about movies that I'm going to watch before I watch them, just in case. Because, like, if I go to the cinema and pay to go to a movie... I want to enjoy it and ever since like this has been a traumatic experience ever since I watched Grown Ups 2 I paid money to see Grown Ups 2 in the cinema and it, and it was one of the worst things ever but like people are gonna hate me because like you know Adam Sandler like but he just I feel like he just gets his mates and it's just like yo should we just do another random movie and yeah, did you watch that film he did recently on Netflix? No, not that recently. The one about him and Jennifer Aniston and they're like in a murder mystery and it was just yeah. so shit. That was yeah, that. I watched that and that was two hours of my life. I'm not getting back. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my word. Grown Ups 2 is one of the worst movies ever. But yeah, so, so ever, since, ever since that, I've been like, right, okay, I don't want to put myself through that ever again. Um, so, but the... The main sort of group of movies I'm going to whack in this question is... I'm nervous. All Avengers movies. Okay. And like Marvel movies in general. Like, I just don't get the hype. And I'm sorry for anyone who's going to... I'm going to get lots of hate on this. So thank goodness we're in a pandemic and um, in our own houses because, you know, people might be showing up at my door otherwise, but... So I could probably concur with you on this one, mostly because I don't really watch superhero movies. So could you, would you say DC Comics? Is DC Comics Batman and stuff? Would you like that? I, I love like the um, Batman trilogy that Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. directed and Christian Bale's in them. Like the, those are some amazing movies. Like have you seen but just none of them. So I, I don't watch superhero movies. I really don't. Um, so, the, But it's okay because I can... I don't know why I don't watch them. I just wasn't really into the comics. Maybe I'm just not into that style. But one of the only superhero movies I've watched is Black Panther, which is Marvel. Tell me yeah, you didn't like I, Black Panther. I, I liked it. But again, like I didn't get the hype over it. Like with all Marvel movies, I just didn't... Mm. I, I can sit down and watch them. But, um, like, you know the way Endgame came out and everyone's like, oh, my word, one of the best mm. movies I've ever seen. And, like, I know, like, one of my mates from uni cried at it. <laughs> like, Do you he, know, it was the highest grossing film ever. Yeah, like, he is obsessed. But I, I just never really got into them. And there's way too many characters. Like, yeah, I can't keep up with all these. And also too many famous faces, almost. Like, they've got, what, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland... Actually, Tom Holland is only famous from those movies. Um, mm. Yeah, so they got Benedict Cumberbatch, Jake Gyllenhaal, Scarlett Johansson, Brie Larson. There's so, so many people in that film that I'm just like, I never actually would sit down because I'm like, I just think there's going to be too many plot lines for one of those. Yeah, I know. I just, 
never got into them, never will. Oh, and another like franchise which I really um, don't like, don't really watch that much, is like the Fast and Furious movies. Okay, yeah, I really don't ever get Fast and Furious. I think I've watched one of them. And like, is, does it go beyond boys driving fast cars? I honestly don't know. Like, it, I think it started off like that. Um, okay. There's like nine of them and, you know, it's just the generic, The Rock, Vin Diesel. Oh, no, um, they're great to look at. I know, but maybe I know. Not. Apparently, they, apparently they hate each other. Like, they never did scenes with each other. Um, That's always the way you think that they're going to be like all best pals on yeah. set, but actually they'll fucking hate each other. Yeah, um, but... But then they have such a cult following because do you remember when um, Woody Colm died? Oh, this is really bad. Paul Walker. Yes, yeah. And I'm pretty uh, sure Adam McCoy cried when Paul Walker died. Adam McCoy loves these films just because they're like cars and he loves yeah. cars. Hope he's Sorry, yeah, but he was really upset when Paul Walker died. And I, I just, sometimes with those films, like, you just need to cut while you're ahead. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's really upsetting that he died and everything. Oh, yeah. But, like, the end of that movie is really emotional. Um, yeah, I, I did just, watch that one because he died halfway through shooting, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, they're just, they're, like extreme action movie and that's just not really my taste maybe i'll get coity on and he can tell me why fast and furious is a good franchise because he does love them all i'm pretty sure he's watched them all he was really excited for the then you know what? i'll concur with both of those um answers we're doing well we're almost doing better than me and palmer me and kiva obviously i'm not i'm not trying to be gender stereotypical or whatever but i just think <laughs> boys watch more action movies and i just don't watch any mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um well i don't know i don't know i like to think of myself as like a a unisex movie watcher. Good, an all-rounder. Yeah, a bit of a movie all-rounder. Like, um, I pretend that I, I don't like rom-coms, but, you know, you know, you can't really beat a good rom-com Exactly, they're perfect. <laughs> I need someone that really feels the same way as me. They're excellent, excellent view. Um, so you are currently isolating in your new home with Ben and Palmer. Well... Well, they're not there. I mean, yeah, they're not there. It's really sad. sad. I'll play some violin music over this if I can find some. Oh yes, please. Are you enjoying being alone at the moment? Um, yeah, it's alright. Like, but um, I guess I'm I'm working in the Royal, so at least I've got a job to go to. And yeah, he's saving me... everybody. Yeah, just doing my bit, doing my bit for the NHS. You know. Um, well done. Your country needs you. you, and here you are. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's good to to get out and have a wee routine going. Uh, but while you're in isolation, if I could give you one actor, actress, or fictional film character, who would you like to isolate with? Um, okay, so have you ever seen Yes Man? I have seen Yes Man. I saw it in the in the cinema with. Um, I'm pretty sure I went to see it with Palmer and Forbes and another girl. I don't know. They she she obviously didn't add much to the day, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she mustn't have been a very memorable girl. <laughs> yeah, it's what what do you think of it? It's a good like, film. I haven't I haven't seen it in years, but it, I like the premise of it. It's a good idea. Yeah, like it's it's again, it's like an easy watch. It's good, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey classic. Um, but I love like I've got like a like a thing for Zoe Deschanel. In that film? Yeah, in that film. Like, she just seems so cool. Um, 
but I think, and in fact, in all the movies that she's in, like I remember she's in Elf. I was going to say, cause she, but she's very different in each film she's in. Yeah, yeah, she is. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. She's not. Yeah, and 500 Days of Summer, but she's mm-hmm. a bitch oh, in that film. Yeah. yeah, she is. She is. She yeah. sucks in the movie, but I still love her. Um, <laughs> but Jack Black has to be the guy I'm going to isolate with. Has, yeah, Why? unbelievable crack like he's hilariously funny um i think for, you know uh, forbes um compares myself to jack black he, for some reason he thinks that um i'm very similar to jack black in a lot of ways so i'll have to get speaking to is jack that black. an insult i i'm taking it as a compliment um, okay I feel like if Jack Black was, say, in our friendship group, he'd be that friend that if we brought him to a party, we'd have to be like, we're really sorry. But like, you love him, but like, you're, you have to apologize. Yeah. yeah, he brings a lot of energy. He'd bring a lot of energy. Yeah, to... yeah I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Maybe, maybe that's what people are like to me behind my back. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'm glad this is how you're finding out. <laughs> when yeah. Forbes says that, that's what he actually means. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. He's Thanks eccentric. He is funny though, and one of my favorite films that he's in is *Be Kind, Rewind*. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. That's a classic. That's a very good film. And he's also Poe. Um, Poe in *Kung Fu Panda*. Voiceover. There you go. Yes, voice actor. He's so good <laughs> in just everything that he does. Plus, he's so good at music. Yeah, because like, he was in *Tenacious Day*. That um, yeah. both film. Mm-hmm. And like um, his songs are hilarious. I think I feel like you can just like sit down and then just he start playing guitar and you can just like start making a funny song with him. Whereas he he loves he loves food as well. Yeah, so maybe you could do some TikToks with him. I haven't really got on the TikTok hype, but no, me neither. I know Ben Ben's obsessed with TikToks. He just like sits and watches them watches them for like hours. He's definitely um, watched Jack Black. Yes, I'll have to. Well, maybe I can. I don't know if you can DM on TikTok or... Drop get, in his DMs. Yeah, drop in Jack Black's DMs. Just say, Claire will charter a flight for you to isolate with Christian as his one one person that he wants to isolate with. Are you sure he wouldn't get annoying though after, say, we're in this for like six months? Do you not think he'd be like, Jack, please go to another uh, room? I need some other time. Know. I don't know, but I, I, I can't hate him. I can't hate him. I feel like if he is getting on my nerves, I just have to pretend that I'm having a good time. I know, that's, that's a long time. It'll go from your most favourite to your least favourite very quickly. Mm, that is true. I just hope, I mean, his Instagram videos are hilarious. He does a great mm. T-Rex impression. So if all, anyone wants to have a look at his Instagram. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're sorted with that one. And Kiva picked Hermione, which I thought was good, but like, I don't think she'd be that much crack. I think Jack Black, more crack. Yeah, Jack Black, crack. I, I could probably think of a better one, but I can't. I can't. I've got Jack Black tinted sunglasses on at the moment. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you've got a straight answer. So anyway, we're still in lockdown and everything's closed, including the cinemas. What do you need to see only at the cinema? You can't see it in your... Well, you can't technically see it in the living room, but you need to see it on the cinema and we can't at the moment. Um, okay, good, good question. I think I went to see um, one of which, which I've actually seen in the cinema and then rewatched it right. on the TV, is 1917. Like, just saw it in the cinema and I was like, this is amazing, like, really immersive 
experience, but then watching it on the TV just didn't really. Yeah. So I haven't actually seen 1917, but I did read a lot about it when it came out this year and everyone kept telling me how good it was. And I don't know why I don't listen to people when they tell me these things, but I, I, anytime when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking that type of film is something that you probably take it home and be like, I thought this was better. Then I remembered. Maybe the plot's not as strong, but the actual cinematic experiences. Oh, incredible. Yeah, like it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the cinema because of like the way it's shot and the sound yeah. and everything. Amazing. Um, but I think all um, sort of sci-fi movies, if you ever watch mm-hmm. them in the cinema, they're so good. But then when you watch them at home, they're not as, they're not as good as what you thought that you they were whenever you watched them sort of thing in the cinema like um in all the star wars movies okay good one another franchise i haven't seen but oh, really? i feel like i should start watching but i'm interested because you're against avengers and fast and furious because there's so many of them there's so many star wars films i don't know where to start yeah i can't really i can't really keep up with them to be honest but i know there's like the really um old trilogy and then Mm -hmm. the less old trilogy with like Liam Neeson and stuff yeah and then this new trilogy just gone Um, yeah so have you seen the recent the really recent ones because I don't think people are as hyped about that yeah I watched like first one in the trilogy and then I haven't seen the others I saw Rogue One on the tv and I actually fell asleep um, oh, really? Yeah, but I mean, that's nothing against Rogue One. I must, I mean, maybe I was just tired. I think they yeah. were just, they probably just ran out of stuff to do because they did the original trilogy and then they did like a prequel of that and then they did the sequel of that and they must be running out of script. And like they had the biggest plot twist of all time in the 20th century. Yeah. I am your father. And I don't know, once you're at the peak, how do you keep going from that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't really keep up with that. Um, so yeah, I think all Star Wars movies, and whenever you go see them in the cinema, you're like, oh, unreal. Um, but I just can't really be bothered to watch them on TV for some reason. Yeah, so if you were to describe Star Wars to someone that was living under a rock, like a brief summary of like what the crack is, I know it's like in a certain galaxy. So on reflection, I don't know why I asked Christian to go through the whole plot because uh, really it's not valuable to anyone except for me. So we'll just uh, speed through this bit and get to the good bits again. Um, okay. means nothing to me. And then that goes into like the next three movies. It's like the story of like Anakin Skywalker as a kid and then him growing up and then becoming Darth Vader. Oh, I think I'd like to watch that part because I was going to ask you, could it just start at at a random bit? You know, like Black Mirror, where you can start any episode? Yeah, literally, like, I think, so the first three movies are in the middle and then the the second three movies, um, the ones with Liam Neeson in it, it, are the first three. So in chronological order, it would be, like, the middle trilogy first that you'd watch. I could totally do that. The first trilogy and then the trilogy just made oh yes my dad loves that film not really massive and yeah not really massive into sci-fi but i do watch a few moon-esque films but i haven't seen interstellar but i imagine that'd be very good at cinema because i watched gravity 
which has got Sandra Bullock in it. I haven't um, seen that. It's basically just her in a like rocket ship for a whole film and it gets a wee bit boring but it's like you know you wouldn't watch it on your tv screen but it's very impressive yeah. on the big screen. Um, I know my, my dad also loves Interstellar. I remember like him trying to sell it to me and he was like oh it's got great physics in it. thankfully it's a lot it's just a good movie like it does have great physics in it too so i'll give them that so dad if you're listening and for anyone that's you know thinking oh i need to see a film and all these films don't have enough physics in them this one does yeah if you want to get like a physics fix watch that movie i hope ray brogan's listening and that's all i'm thinking he's like yes (laughs) physics thumbs (laughs) <laughs> no, um, I, w- I might get on the Star Wars hype, but I also have I'm all, I have a massive backlog of films. I'm going to have so many backlog of films after this is over. Um, uh, well, you've got time to, to watch them. Yeah, that's true. Nothing but time. Just get stuck in a load of movies. And I could start quoting Star Wars and actually be able to say that I'd watched it. I don't really quote Star Wars that often. Don't cry. But it's already at the final question. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. It's yeah, fast. it's all been working up to this one question. So, Christian, what would your palm door of this pandemic be? And don't make me explain what a palm door is again. It's just the best film award you can get. I know. I'm sure you're fed off of explaining what a palm door is. It was just like I thought Palmer would know. Like, yeah. I think I think he thought I made it up to go with his name for because he was first episode. He's just so uncouth. He loves anything that has palm in it. I know, like hands. He loves hands. Yeah, he does. And he he cooks with palm oil all the time. Yeah, and he always says he loves lying under a palm tree. Yeah, yeah, those are his, like, key phrases. So back to the palm door. Do you have a few? Do you have one that's just like, I write, this is really easy, this is the one? Yeah, I wrote a few down because... um, there's so many, but like, I think my favorite movie ever is Forrest Gump, but I, I'm not going to mention it in, in these, in this one, just cause like, um, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, like what movie does everyone have to watch this thing? Like who hasn't seen it? Um, you especially. <laughs> I got so much, I got so much hate for the first episode. Loads of people messaged me saying, I just can't believe you haven't seen Forrest Gump. And then I was like, oh, I was going to watch it in the last week or so, but I haven't got around to it. I've been watching so much stuff. But then yeah. I did, I was like looking up about it because I was like, why have I missed it? Like I do know it and I do get the quotes. And then I looked up that the Library of Congress in the United States have like um, kept it and has put it into the archives as like signifying like one of the most great films like really? of its time yeah 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 it's it like incredible. so critically acclaimed yeah it is incredible like i know um lots of critically acclaimed movies you're like oh like that was actually wasn't a very good movie but this genuinely is such a good movie like you need to give it a watch um okay, i will but, because i'm sure yeah. the next person i have on will probably say probably name drop it as well I'm sure it's up there with like everyone's you know, top five favorite movies. Yeah. Who's actually seen it. Sorry, Claire. Um, but I think some of the, some of the honorable mentions here, um, Whiplash. Have you seen Whiplash? I have seen Whiplash. It's a good film. And it's music is by Hans Zimmer, who I love, who yeah. does like Inception and loads of different films. 
I think he did Interstellar as well. I think he did do Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. Um, great composer. But the, oh, the, the story, I think it's the last movie I've seen where, I don't know how long the movie is, like two hours or something, but I was, mm. it was, it felt like I was watching it for 10 minutes. So engrossing. Like, I just felt like I was just sitting there and then all of a sudden, bam, it's over. I loved it, every minute of it. I think it's a bit of an uncomfortable film as well. Like it made me feel quite like tense the whole time because yeah. of the treatment. The um, I can't remember who plays the teacher in it, but when Miles Teller is trying to, yeah, oh, he's so brutal. The conductor guy, conductor, so that's brutal word. to the to Miles Teller, the drummer. But yeah, definitely on my edge of the seat the whole time. That's good. Yeah, I think it's a really good film with an excellent score, obviously. Well, it's obviously it's a music film. Um, so intense as well. You'd never think that a movie about a jazz drummer could be so intense. Yeah, it does. I agree. It does have you yeah, to your seat. And yeah, it just really, like, as I'm thinking about it, it makes me feel, like, clench a wee bit. But it's, it's a good film. It's a good honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, have you ever seen um, Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind? I tried to watch Eternal Sun. So I, I tried to watch because I thought it was going to be really good, but it didn't hold me. I don't know if I just wasn't in the right mind space to be watching it, yeah. but it I is one of those films. That. I can see that. Like, I actually, I really enjoyed it, but it's literally more my, I think you can watch him and be like, I just did not enjoy that at all. I do like the, I did like the premise and that's why I watched it. Isn't the premise that like they fall in love and then they get the option. Yeah, see, I thought that would be a really good film. I maybe it, maybe it just wasn't the right time for me to watch it. I'm not mm-hmm. kicking it because I didn't watch. I don't think I I can remember start to finish, so I wasn't concentrating. Yeah. And another movie, uh, The Last Samurai. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen The Last Samurai. Tell me about um, it. Oh, it's so good. Um, one of my favorites with um Tom Cruise is in it. And it's like, um, he he actually is really good in it too. Um, about this set in like eighteen. 60s 70s ish where um the japanese empire is just coming up because like japan was so cut off from Mm -hmm. the like the rest of the world until like the late 1800s when america were literally like you need to um start trading with us otherwise we'll attack you (laughs) sort of thing Um, but um yeah, so they start, Japan starts modernizing really quickly and their emperor gets in. They've got like engineers from Germany and like soldiers from America to train up their army um, and they've just started modernizing their army and just introduced guns and everything. And um, Tom Cruise is an army captain who had been fighting like the native Indians okay. and he's an alcoholic like he's he always has like flashbacks from whenever he was um fighting the native indians and just them like the americans doing brutal things to these indians but it was under the command of uh, this general mm-hmm. um and he hates this general anyway this general fought, like goes with him to japan to train this army and they start like sort of wipe out this rebellion of Japanese samurais um, who have risen up against the government because the samurai are like, hang on a second, we're our own country. 
you know, we can decide what to do. We don't have to modernize if we don't want to, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but they're really well organized and their culture is like ingrained about this rebellion of Japanese samurais um, who have risen up against the government because the samurai are like, hang on a second, we're our own country. You know, we can decide what to do. We don't have to modernize if we don't want to, et cetera, et cetera. And um, the samurai just have like swords and bows and arrows and stuff. And and their culture is like ingrained in um, Japanese society, okay. even now. And um, and it's, it's loosely based around like true things yes. that happen months over the winter period and learns to like really love their culture and what they're about um learns their language and then he becomes a samurai and And then he's the last samurai yeah it's a great movie but my pandor oh we've still got more it's it's what oh good one so i've seen walk the line yes so good so I, i was thinking about it for ages and i was like yes has to be walk the line um when did you first watch it um a few years ago actually i think maybe i was like 18 or so then i rewatched it recently and i was like why have i forgotten about this movie it's so good are you a massive johnny cash fan i was kind of into johnny cash but i think that movie made me more of a johnny cash fan um just his stories really really good and it's quite sad it's an emotional roller coaster. I think the start's very sad when he, oh, this is a massive spoiler. So if, if you even listen to Johnny Cash and you don't already know this, because I didn't before I watched the film, his brother dies in the first like five or 10 minutes, very young age. Yeah. But I thought they would have um, re, like went back to that throughout the film, but they didn't really. No, they didn't touch on that at all. Um, which is weird, but it was, it's just such a great story about um, him, his life, like what he did, like he, he joined the army and then obviously hated it. Well, that's kind of normal, wasn't it? You just get married and you don't get divorced. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then it's quite funny how he, he recorded his first record though. Like he just, they had studio music studios just in the street at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it nowadays. Like you just walked in and was just like, "Can I record a song?" <laughs> well, basically, no. Just people like record in their childhood bedrooms, like I do, and yeah. and then just put it on YouTube. So in some ways, it's easier, but it's like yeah. more. There's more people out there, so more competition. Did you think mm. Yukon Phoenix was a good um, portrayal of? Yeah, yeah, he was so good. Like he's so good at acting. Yeah. Did you see him at Joker? Yeah. Yeah, I thought and, he was excellent in The Joker. Oh, he was so good. And another movie, which he's amazing in, and he was also uh, nominated for loads of awards, was Gladiator. Have you seen oh, Gladiator? I didn't know he was in Gladiator, no. Yeah, he's the, the emperor, the bad emperor guy. Yeah, um, I just think he's got a lot of range because I was just, just because recently I've seen Walk the Line and recently I've seen The Joker. And those two performances, like both really compelling, both really like, excellent performances but completely different characters oh 100 so different and he plays them in completely different ways like johnny cash is very like sort of like a family man like does care about his family to a degree and you know country western singer 
they both have like that alcohol issue and mental health problems. Yeah, he I thought he was so good in Walk the Line. And it's but the only gripe I have is it's a bit too long. But then you've I kind of was like, oh he it is his whole life. Well, up until he marries June Carter. But. Yeah. Oh, uh, and June Carter, played by Reese Witherspoon, was so good. Yeah, she's really that, that's a standout performance from Reese Witherspoon. Because some things I'm like, oh Reese, come on, play another tune. But that yeah. she's very good. Very strong woman. She won quite a lot of awards for that, I think. Yeah, she won um, Best Actress, I think, at the Oscars. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't that, know yeah. that. Um, yeah, but it was it was produced quite a while ago now. But I still think it's a, it's a top film. One of the best biopics. But then all oh. biopics kind of follow the same. Like, you've got, like, a sad upbringing. And then mm. you, so, you just, like, get your... But I suppose, like, it is loosely based on your events but like you've got a really crap upbringing and then suddenly like your stardom just happens one day someone just notices you and yeah that's it love his music too and it was good to see um like there was a like he, he was touring with elvis presley and jerry Lee lewis and everything yeah um before jerry Lee lewis you know was a bit weird he married he married a 13 year old or something well i didn't know that See, yeah. I think I'm more of an Elvis fan than I w- would have been a Johnny Cash fan. But then it made me yeah. rethink some things. I do love Elvis. Elvis is great. Yeah, Elvis um, is great. Nothing against Elvis. No, is there an I mean, Elvis biopic? That's my question. I don't think there is. There needs to be. Someone needs. Well, if to there be. is. It's obviously not that good because neither of us yeah. heard about it. I'm I'm happy with that Palm Door. Oh, that was good. That was a a nice a nice end to the. Yes, thank you very much. No problem. You. Hope you enjoyed. Do you have any sign-offs for the listeners? And do you have any kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting Claire to know some of my films or something? Yeah, I actually wasn't expecting you to know because everyone that um, I know, like all the ones that Pam mentioned, you're like, nope, haven't seen it, haven't seen it. <laughs> you watch just a lot of war films though, but it's still even at that, I don't think you even watch that many war films. Forrest Gump took me by, didn't take me by surprise. I just need to grow up and watch Forrest Gump. Yeah, you just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Just get out Just bite the ball. I know, but yeah. what if I watch it now and then it doesn't live up to these absolutely incredible expectations that everyone has set for me? Oh, nah. You'll, you'll like it. I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. Um, mm, I could be the first. A surprising episode. I need to stop being a full-time sexist because this just goes to show that boys can watch films that I like as well. Deep down I'm still eight years old and boys are gross. So the new empty promise of the week and I love that this has become the format for my podcast where I re-listen to the episode and I'm like oh I'm gonna give myself a little task to improve. Task for the next episode is I'm going to find a new way to express cult following without saying that film has a great cult following because I must admit it's been overused. It is nice to know that this podcast will someday have a cult following, albeit not a great cult following, but you know, a sizable one, I'm sure. Anyway, I've been Claire, you've been on lockdown, and